Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. I don't have to tell you because you all are aware of this, but I will anyway, that this is a profound time of expansion and evolution. The most recent research into an application of energy medicine, quantum physics, and the evolution of consciousness have taken possibility into actuality in ways that are still being revealed. My guest today is at the forefront of bringing this information and this reality into the world. You will not want to miss this. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. What's your creative innovator's style? Find out your creative advantage by taking the creative innovator quiz. Open your creative flow and make everything you want to do in life easier. Learn to combine or not to combine, to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. Penny Price Lavin is the author of The Healing Field, Exceptional Practices to Change Your Life. It is the companion to the telewinning film, The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness. In both, Penny has brought together acclaimed practitioners from fields of consciousness, energy medicine, and healing, including Bruce Lipton, Lynn McTaggart, and Beverly Rubick. Penny is an award-winning producer and filmmaker and has worked on Good Morning America, NBC Magazine, and many documentaries. She herself has been practicing energy medicine since 1995 and became an instructor practitioner with One Light Healing Touch, where she is committed to helping others learn, heal, and evolve. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Penny. I am so delighted you are here. I oh, have Lori, lots to ask you about. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, I'm looking around my desk for my book. Do you have a copy of it? I can, I, you have it there? I do. I have it oh, right good. here. Oh, I just, good. I just wanted to uh, hold it up. But you've got it. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Great. In my television years, we would always choose to cover the book. <laughs> of course. Of course. But we are right now, we're a podcast. So until we start going into to the video side of things, no one will see it, but they'll know that it's up and it will be in, in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Thank you. So just on a personal note, I mean, obviously you've been a producer, filmmaker, energy healer. You still are all of those things, I think. Um, why did, what drew you to want to write this book in addition to everything else that you're already doing? Well, just an overview of who I am. So I, when I was a child, I began doing energy healing when I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know I had the ability to do it. 
but I was a very psychic child. And one of my friends one day said, oh, my father is in the hospital with a heart attack. Can you do something? Because she knew I had some ability to cross over and connect. So I closed my eyes and I just imagined her father in the hospital room and the bed, the bureau, you know, the, the hospital room. And then for some reason, I just began bringing in color. Mm-hmm. And I brought in certain colors around him and I held it for about 10 minutes. <clears throat> and then I sensed it was time to release the energy and I did. Mm-hmm. And then the next day she said, oh, he's so much better. What did you do? And then I told her what I did. You know, when you're a child, it's just the world of imagination. It's of course. Just, there's, no, there's no barriers to anything. So I told her what I did and then I described where the bed was and the window and the little bureaus and so forth. And she said that was exactly to the last detail of the way his hospital room looked. And at that moment, I was amazed because I knew that I had that ability to go into the unseen. You know, in the um, in the Native American work that I studied, you know, this this world is a, is is one level of reality, and then you go into the other level of reality, and that's the Nagual. And I realized that I had an ability to go into another level of reality, mm-hmm. not knowing how I knew how to do that. So after that point, I um, I did color healing on six. Um, animals and pets <laughs> and family members mm-hmm. and you know and I would just do it the same way I would connect and see and sh- send the energy and hold the energy mm-hmm. with intention you know hold it with intention and the results were very very positive mm-hmm. so years later um, I was working um all the time when I was a child, it was always this aspect of energy healing that I was fascinated with and loved. Mm. But also when I was in sixth grade, I started a local newspaper with my best friend who was brilliant, who read all the mystery books <laughs> of the, you know, the mystery books of the day. And we were just wordites, you know. So we had this little stupid newspaper that our parents bought and the our little neighbors. But it gave me, it began, it began. And the grooves of the media work. Oh. And so I stayed with that. And I was a lo- I was the youngest uh, person in my community that had a that had a byline in a local paper in Philadelphia. So I did mm-hmm. that. So it was always this love of both media and energy healing. Always, yeah. always, always. It's really my 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 path is a dual path in my yeah. life. I know it as my sole purpose. It's both. It's mm-hmm. both media mm-hmm. and the energy work. So um, I did Reiki like many people did. I learned Mm -hmm. it in the 1980s and I loved it. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody learned learned exactly, exactly. And and, uh, I loved it. And then um, I was working at 20th Century Fox Television at the time as a director of development. And a few years later, I met my husband, Ron Lavin, who was born clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, and clairvoyant. All the senses were open, and he had a he had a, a modality for energy healing based on his psychic connection mm-hmm. called One Light Healing Touch. And he taught me One Light Healing Touch. So when my clients the next week came to me for a session, I didn't do Reiki. I did One Light Healing Touch. Mm-hmm. And they said without exception, it's a higher vibration and a strong 
stronger vibration. So I never went back to Reiki. I love Reiki. I love Reiki. But, but no, I, just, I understand that's been my yeah, journey too, I, that kind of right, thing. Right, exactly. Yes. And I tell you, so many people in this school, because we have students all over the world come to our school, One Light Healing Touch. And now that we do it on Zoom, they can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, currently in my school, I have also people from Australia and New Zealand and England, you know, all over. But they have said so many times that they have done Reiki and then they were looking for something that would give them more tools and more awareness mm. and, you know, the, learning how to connect to their higher self and learning how to really read another person mm-hmm. where the energy is stuck and all those kinds of things are what we teach in One Light Healing Touch. So we just keep hearing that people say, oh, yes, it's a much higher vibration and stronger vibration. So we love it. And and they're the kind of people that. But often people come to us who have never learned anything. I often find when I'm giving a workshop, probably you see this too. I often find when I'm giving a workshop and a person who has had no experience at all, they say, oh my God, when I put my hands on my mom or my kid or something, they get hot, right? Yes, yes. So that is a knowledge that their bodies have of knowing how to turn on. But but truly what I want... um, everybody who's listening to you know to know is that all human beings can be doing energy healing and Mm -hmm. partly it's innate you know when we're little kids and we fall down and we go over to our mothers and they put their hand on our knee and it feels warm and good Mm -hmm. we know there's something there we don't know what it is but we know it feels better and there's something there Mm -hmm. so people who people who do energy work they know that there's it's innate and what we teach in one my healing touch is that it's kind of like playing chopsticks we can all learn in five minutes absolutely but if you want to play beethoven you need practice and you need teaching so that's what we offer people so many people who come to us have never taken any energy class at all but they have an interest their heart is in it they have an intention they have an opening and whenever people come to us that have that opening and awareness and love of it then we know that they're ready Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so sometimes it's a novice and sometimes it's advanced so we're open to all all, all sure. levels of practitioners sure. so but still what what drew you to want to write the book now i oh. understand the media connection but we went, we, that's okay we went around the circle of that <laughs> yeah oh thank you thank you thank you i, I know we went around somewhere <laughs> um so i was um i was uh doing television in new york and i helped launch geraldo the talk show and i had many people like marianne williamson and deepak Chopra many times mm-hmm. and the people that were really on the cutting edge of mm-hmm. human potential you know and health and wellness and i brought them on geraldo and so i i was i was that conduit i really really realized that i was mm-hmm. put there by spirit to reach that huge, huge daily audience. And the publisher of, um, of, of one of the Mind Body magazines said that I had I did more programming on body, mind, and spirit, mm. other than Oprah, than any other producer, <laughs> other, you know, any other yeah, producer yeah. in television. And mm-hmm. I knew that I was this conduit to help bring this, you know, we did spoon bending and meditation, you know, mm-hmm. when pe- people had gone to Medjugorje and gotten healings and, and people who had 
had seen um, uh, mind body or mental imagery and had successes. So I was always bringing that forward. That's really my path is finding these things and bringing it forward to help others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it all it all just blends. So after after that, I started my own production company after Geraldo, and I did a number of documentaries that were on PBS mm-hmm. and um, and award winning, and then. I just I started getting spending much more time in One Light Healing Touch teaching and doing workshops in the school. Mm-hmm. And I really saw that there was this gap of what we knew mm-hmm. in the teaching of the work with energy mm-hmm. healing, not just mm-hmm. me, but people like me all over the world. I really saw that there was this gap of what we knew and what the public wasn't aware of. Right, right. So that's what guided mm-hmm. me to do the documentary. And the documentary was on PBS and it was a Telly Award winning program. And it's so popular. This is interesting. It's so popular on Gaia that they also have it in German, French, and Spanish. Ah, uh, so, bravo. Yeah, but the world is waking up, you know, as mm-hmm. you know, the world exactly. is and they're hungry for this information. Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to do this documentary of got of putting out there the things that we knew in the energy field world mm-hmm. and what the public didn't know to help them connect the dots. And I did it because I wanted to empower them. I wanted to say, listen, all these tools are out there, not just with one light healing touch. I mean, mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. wonderful at what we do, but there are many modalities out there, whether it's qigong or sound work or mental imagery there's so many wonderful things out there that if people knew the benefit of them and they could begin practicing them and the key is practicing and i tell Mm -hmm. my students the word is called practice because in order for them to work you have to practice them you can't do them once you have to practice them and develop a practice to do it daily or if not daily you know very regularly so that you Mm -hmm. begin to change your energetic frequency mm-hmm. so that you make this other energy that you're bringing in part of who you are because mm-hmm. if it's not a part of who you are you know the key what the other thing that that people need to know is whatever we're holding we radiate right mm-hmm. so the fear the stresses the i'm not good enough so i can't do it <laughs> whatever whatever we're holding we radiate mm-hmm. and we can't mm-hmm. not radiate it because we're alive and that energy just expands out from our chakras out into the universe and the energy that we're holding and the blockages the thing you know from parental programming or the collective i can't do so and so or you're not good so and good enough so and so that kind of those thought forms of body being blockages those thought forms and block we hold and mm-hmm. we hold in various parts of our body and what we know as energy healers we can feel them and see them and know whose energy it is it's like if you go to your chinese medicine doctor and they go over your body and they say oh you're really flowing your chi is flowing or it's not or you go to your massage therapist and they say oh you're really stuck today or it's not so we all perceive it in different ways as energy healings we can see it we can feel it we can tune into it and whose energy is it and where is it in the body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we have these wonderful wonderful techniques because after people know they hold it most people know they hold it because we're sponges we're all like little sponges so after people know that they're holding it and they can't get out of their way and they don't know why things aren't working better for them and why am I still doing that same old thing Mm -hmm. 
So once they, once they get awake, so much is awareness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so much is awareness to say, yes, I'm still doing that thing, or I'm still holding that kind of programming that I can't do so-and-so, or I'm limited in some way. As we know, as we hold that programming, then that's when the light bulb goes on. We can say, oh, well, let's release that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And we, in One Light Healing Touch, we have these amazing tools to help people release it and then open to the higher energies yes. and, in and fill us up and clean us out. So people's lives change. And that's what, that's what has me addicted. <laughs> you know, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of every time when the school ends and the, and the students mm-hmm. say, oh, it's the most transformational course I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. So you hear this, you know, I've been teaching since 2006. Mm-hmm. So you hear this again and again, and you just, it just feels my heart. It feels oh, my soul. Absolutely. I, I, and, and I'm feeling how you're moving into, <sighs> mm. Well, the potential, our potential. I mean, I, that's, that's my passion is really what's possible for us mm-hmm. as human beings. We know, we've known so little about this, but that all of the research has been taking place and your work in the, in the, that you put out in the book and in the movie or in the documentary really demonstrate that what's absolutely and point that way. So I'd love for you to speak to like, how is this resonance um, that we're experiencing as this this new information comes out, and it, it's really brought about a renaissance um, in our understanding of quantum physics, of energy medicine. Um, how is that changing our understanding, if you will, of our own human potential? Oh, wonderful question. I just want to pick up on something I didn't answer from before. You said, why write the book? Mm. So when I did the documentary, I, um, when I did the documentary, I, um, I, uh, wait a second, I'm missing something here. I, okay, I, I just was looking for something. So when okay. I did the documentary, mm-hmm. Lori, I had people all over the world email me mm-hmm. and say, oh my God, the material is so dense. I mean, the mm-hmm. people I had on are just the top of their field. And oh, yes. Lipton and yes. Lynn McTaggart and Beverly Rubick and Candace Pert. The people that I had mm-hmm. on were so at the top of that lineage of yes. that kind of information. And so people would say, I had to watch it again and again and again and again because the mm. material is so wonderful and so and so compact and dense. So people said, please write a book because then I can pour over the pages <laughs> and then I can underline and go back and go It's hard to do that in a, in a documentary, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so I wasn't thinking about doing a book at all. Mm-hmm. But then uh, upon with request, I I, I, <laughs> I do what I'm told. And if people want something, if people want something, I say I try to deliver it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you have, you have. Yeah. Thank you. So then let's move into that question about human potential then and, and how, how this new understanding is, is changing what we think of as our potential as human beings. Beyond um, just healing. I mean, healing is a certain level. And then we go beyond that. Right. Well, two things. Just 
briefly about healing for a second. The mm-hmm. huge change in healing that is occurring now all over the world is that it, people used to believe that if something was wrong with us, we would go to the doctor, he would give mm-hmm. us a pill or he would cut something out or she would cut something out and put us back together again. And that was healthcare, that was medicine. Mm-hmm. And the huge shift that's going on all over the world is that what's been turned upside down is now at the top, it's self-care and people taking responsibility and people taking responsibility for how they eat mm-hmm. and how they how they're sleeping and mm-hmm. you know and the vitamins or you know the kinds of thoughts that they're having and really and exercise and qigong and yoga and all these wonderful things or mm-hmm. speed walking it doesn't make any difference what you do it's just important to get the body moving you know get mm-hmm. the body moving in a way that feels good for each person so as you can do these things you can't reach human potential if all of this is clogged up Mm-hmm. Right. You're not feeling well and you're way overweight and you like to lose the weight, but you can't. <laughs> you have to do these things. You know, and, and when I was when I was interviewing Jerry Epstein, who is one of the leaders in metal imagery in the world, and he said something brilliant. And I studied with him. He said something really brilliant. He said the ancient Egyptians, which did healing long before you and I began <laughs> even discussing this. And when they did, when they talked about healing, they said healing will not occur unless the person takes responsibility. Absolutely. So if you have a food problem, take care of it. If you have an exercise issue, take care Mm -hmm. of it. If you're constantly thinking negative thoughts, begin to be aware of that and take care of it. You have to participate because if you don't participate, it doesn't really move forward. I mean, we tell all of our students who come to us for sessions and we're all good at what we do with energy healing, but we always give them some practices Mm -hmm. so that they can move forward. And we've really seen that unless, unless a client begins to do some practices, they will get a little that they won't really move forward to the right that they could yeah. so 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 do, do you remember the stories though that about reiki and uh doc and, um how in, in the beginning the early early days of reiki they were seeing people just get back on the streets after they had been healed and you know and moved on in their lives because they hadn't done that they hadn't um, followed that idea of self-responsibility. And so those precepts were brought in to say, ah, just for today, I will X, Y, and Z. You know, right. And how important that is. Well, yeah, and it's it's so important to whatever someone needs to do in their lives to be aware and take stock. I, I truly think in all the teaching that I'm doing in the writing and the document, I truly think the kernel, the center kernel is awareness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really are honest with yourself about what you need to do and what you need to take care of mm-hmm. and really what your next step is. So as you clean the body out and getting back to your question about consciousness, mm-hmm. as you clean the body out, because you can't go and be conscious and you, if all of this is filled up with all of, you know, that you're not eating well and you're not exercising and you're, you're really filling yourself with thoughts that are negative and repetitive, you're not going to get there. You're just not going to get there. So you have to be aware of where you're at 
and begin to take care of moving that forward. And in the, in the ancient um, prophecies, many, many, many prophecies, they said, now, you, I'm sure you've heard this, now is the time that the secrets will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And that's been said in many, in many, it's Native American, the Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky work. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also been said in the Hebraic traditions. Mm-hmm. Now is the time that the secrets will be revealed. So the information is getting out there, you know, in so many different ways. The information is getting out there. So as we make ourselves ready by taking care of the vessel and mm-hmm. clearing our minds and allowing our minds to open and not be cluttered with being shut down in some mm-hmm. ways or being limited, it's out there. And meditation is key. Learning, learning self-healing practices and breath work and sound work and movement and then moving into meditation. So mm-hmm. we, we love meditation. We really teach a lot of meditation mm-hmm. in the work. And we really have found that so many people say, oh my God, I, I'd love to meditate, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time. Right? I have That's a meditation teacher. I have heard that. You know, years you, years know you know, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what we do, so our little secret, Laurie, what we do mm-hmm. in One Light Healing Touch, we do a practice first. Mm. And we do a practice so it releases whatever was going on in the mind or if they're not grounded, it helps them ground and it helps them drop into their heart. So when people do a practice first, like some of those things that I mentioned, and we have some great ones, and then you say, okay, now drop down into your heart and be still and do different kinds of meditation, they're able to do it. And as that, as, that, oh, as that opens so that you are able to drop down and then connect to your higher self, that channel starts opening so you can reach higher states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I remember a number of years, uh, Eckhart Tolle did a book, The Power of Now, right? Everybody read it, right? So our students read it and they said, what do you think? What do you think? And so Ron and I read it and we said, oh, he's definitely enlightened. Absolutely, absolutely. But he's missing a key ingredient. So the power of being present, that's what it's all about. The power of being present. Now, this is the same thing that Buddha talked about you know, thousands of years ago, the power mm-hmm. being present. But what's missing, Laurie, is that people cannot, you could give somebody a million dollars to be present if they're filled with all this anxiety and stresses and worry and regrets and mm-hmm. making plans for the future, regrets in the past. If that's what they're filled with, there's no way to be present. So that's why clearing out first, and that's why all the release work that we do, we've mm-hmm. really found in One Light Healing Touch, all that release work, release, 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 and grounding and opening to the light is central to the process of being able to then um, come into balance, you know, mm-hmm. each person coming to balance. And I, and I, I just want to say one thing. I know I, we don't have too much time, but I'm holding a workshop um, January 23rd. Well, this is going to be, this is going to be um, much later. Okay. No, no, no. It's just that, that, that this is not going to be live until okay. way after that. All right. So, All right. so is, are you doing anything? Well, and I'll ask you at the end about where people can find out about the next workshops for sure. Okay. Okay. So sorry. It's just, uh, (laughs) they'll they'll hear it in, you know, in April and say, why why don't we talk about January? (laughs) Wonderful. Um, so one of the things that you had in your book that is so, um, 
important to me is that heart-brain connection and the reality that there are so many more connections the heart has to, to consciousness, to, um, to information. And I work a lot around the inner compass and, and I see the heart as our inner compass. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like the seat of our ability to evolve. Mm -hmm. And and I'm wondering about how you have seen that, not just in terms of um, one light healing touch, but how you've seen that or understood that from the research that you've gathered together. Well, what we know in the the research on the heart and what I and uh, what I learned in the documentary is that. The heart is extraordinary. The heart perceives information. They've done so many studies. You think com something comes into your mind, <laughs> but they when they have people hooked up onto all of these all of these machines that check it, the heart resonates first. The heart will something will come up that will be something joyful. They're going to see someone they love, or something's coming into their field that should alarm them. And in each time, the heart registers that reaction first that joy or that fear gotta be gotta mm -hmm. protect myself mm -hmm. so in each time the heart registers first and they found that the heart has a much stronger vibration than the mind mm -hmm. so and the heart of course is the first vibration um, first organ in the body that develops so the heart is phenomenally phenomenally powerful and we know that the heart you know gary suko for the heart is the seat mm -hmm. of the soul you know mm -hmm. so we do so much work with with heart healing mm -hmm. and what we know is that everybody 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 we all get our hearts broken you can't be alive and not get your heart broken it mm -hmm. just comes with a territory so what happens with all of us i mean look at the diseases we have in in our culture of heart issues so what happens when we have pain and sadness and and somebody that we've loved has you know we've heard they've left they've died different kinds of things and divorce traumas and we felt it in the heart not mm -hmm. just regular emotions i mean in the heart no no no, no right things we've really cared about yeah deeply in the heart mm -hmm. and when we hold those things they stay mm -hmm. they stay around the heart and that crustacean is almost like a crustacean that crustacean that forms around the heart that barrier so we don't let other things in we don't let that energy out we come we're protecting ourselves you know mm -hmm. kind of like building a scab so we hold that around our heart and so what happens is that the energy as it's flowing through the body you know those mm -hmm. you know as it's flowing through the body we will see as energy heals we will see that that energy going you know from from above and down from below with magnetic rather than going flowing through the heart and that whole area it kind of mm -hmm. it goes through a bit but it kind of goes around it so it's not really being fed the full blend of energies the electromagnetic energies it's just not being fed the as much energy as it could receive if, mm -hmm. it, if everything mm -hmm. were not blocked so what so, we know, so can i ask you to go beyond that for a moment yeah so what if somebody has done this work and their and their heart is clear what then what's what's possible on the other side of that love 
love for yourself, love for your beloveds, and love for the divine. So the heart has three functions in in, in the work in chakras: love for yourself unconditionally. Not most people love themselves kind of not not emotionally. We're not talking no, about that. No, unconditionally loving your beloveds, whoever they are, your children, your mate, whoever. And the third aspect of loving is loving the divine, however you relate to the divine in some way, loving unconditionally. So when the heart is unblocked and healed and those pains are released so that you can feel that people, your, your life will be enhanced in every possible way because you will be able to feel more and know more and receive more information and love more. We need more love, right? We all need more love in our, in our world for sure. So rather than being, rather than having a heart that's shut down, understandably, totally understandably, the more we can heal the heart, the more we can help heal our world. Yeah. And I love that you said that the more, more, information we can receive and, and information really in the sense of wisdom of guidance of um direction yes. yeah and i work with people around how to tap in so that they can get that direction and it, what's so profound to me is that that's available you know that that's available period and across the board we have to clear out some things we have to do practice uh, we have to have a lot of practice, perhaps, at, at really how do we listen. But you are are speaking to just those kinds of things that how these how all of these discoveries that that you've been writing about and putting out there point that way to a much bigger picture. Right. And the other thing I want to mention is that the heart, if you imagine the heart aligned from your heart up to your crown chakra and up to your higher self six sitting six to eight inches above your head that is a really 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 important channel mm -hmm. and the more you clean that out the more you can go to your higher self so mm -hmm. you can get information Mm -hmm. You can't get the information if this is clogged and the and and you have you have all of the body being blocked just sitting down <laughs> saying I'm not smart enough or I can't do whatever and the heart is still being held from being hurt you just yeah. can't get there you right. cannot get right. there mm -hmm. there was a, a wonderful book um, oh my god. Um, uh, I read it years ago, and I believe it was the, the man who helped found the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Oh, Edgar and Mitchell? I, I'll tell you the book, and then maybe okay. you'll have read it, because I, mm -hmm. I read it years ago, and he, he interviewed people around the world that had, he called them numinous experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they just talked about their heart opening and their brain opening and their connection to spirit. And, and he basically found that these people talked about having about two of these experiences in their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they might meditate, they might do other wonderful things, but the numinous experience, they were like two experiences in their mm -hmm. life. And what was interesting, I remember having this conversation with Ron years ago after I read that book. And he said, you know, that's one of the values of the kind of work that we do and the kind of work that you do is that people don't have to wait. Exactly. What am I going to have that numinous experience? Yeah. As you clear out, you got to clear out, you got to take out the trash first. <laughs> as you clear out mm -hmm. and you open your heart and you open your mind, you can create 
you can create those kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. So we have, after the basic training, we have this wonderful course called the masters and it's going to be Acacia records and all mm -hmm. these wonderful things, allowing people and guiding people into having these kind of experiences. And what we know is that anybody can do it, you know, right. but you have to do the process. You have to clear out, you have to take care of yourself and you have to be aware yeah, you have to be aware. And there's there are different ways of doing that. Mine is not so much about the clearing out, because I've found that the clearing out can happen very quickly. Yes. Um, and that's what sometimes people don't realize, that they think that I have to spend years in clearing out when we know that it can happen so quickly as you turn your consciousness towards that and allow for something different. And sometimes that is a often I find that that's a quantum leap. I do, and, and, and the energy work that, that is enabled to do that um, allows that to that quantum leap to take place. And then how do you sustain it is right. the next piece. The other piece of that, though, is that Beverly Rubik said it, too, with, you know, the founder of psychoimmunology, and, and the body, she said the body is dense. It holds these energy bundles. <laughs> so it's not a matter of one little release and saying, okay, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. But, it's not but, and what, and what Beverly Rubik found is that, mm -hmm. and it's in the documentary as well, is that she's found that when people want to shift their energy, you know, mm -hmm. from whatever is going on, their sadness, their trauma, their addiction to, or they're diabetic and they want to change their health. Mm -hmm. When people really get serious about that, she's found that for most people to change that vibration is about two years. Mm. What we found with One Light Healing Touch is we ha we have this the, this program. So we meet mm -hmm. one one by Zoom now, but it's mm -hmm. one weekend a month, so it's five months. So we have found that when people do this over the five months, they get tremendous change at the end of that. But again, they're called practices because you have to practice them. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that one time a month kind of thing. That's just what, yeah. so to your you point. You can't take a shower and think that you're going to be clean for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, and this is something I hadn't thought about asking you about, and I don't, I'm curious to hear what you think about this. What I have found has to do with, with creative expression, meaning I don't mean necessarily painting or writing a book or, you know, creating a, uh, a new poem. I really mean about how do we take that, that part of us that is here to create, that is that creation upon creation and allow that energy to have expression and be part of that expression because that's what I see as keeping us healthy and also takes us beyond the old patterns. So I'm curious about how you see creative expression perhaps, perhaps that's the question. That's a very interesting question because <clears throat> I came in with so much creativity. I mean, that's mm -hmm. who I am as, as one of my little, one of my aspects of my little soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for me, it was always just a drive. I, yeah. I had to express, I had to do it, you know, and, and, you know, you'll talk to writers or you'll talk to artists and they have to do it. They have mm -hmm. to express. So, so um, I, I wouldn't tell anybody else how they have to express, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's in poetry or music or in speaking, you know, doing mm -hmm. podcasts or whatever, but 
tune in and feel what it is in your heart that you want to express, that you wish to express, not from your mind, right? but right. dropping down to your heart. What are you as the soul? We have, we have our lives. We have, it's brief, right? It's just brief. We have our time and our energy. So in this life of this lifespan, what in your heart do you wish to create? What do you want to say? And drop down and start listening to the messages or for me, I ask for visions, you know, mm -hmm. I'll go, I'll go and I'll ask for a message of what is my next step or what do I need to say about that? Or what, uh -huh. what does it look like? Or, or I ask for visions. I say, show me the vision, you know, I'll mm -hmm. meditate and I'll say, show me the vision. And after the meditation, when I've gotten very clear, I'll see a vision. Yeah, and that'll guide me. So each person is different, but it has to, I think that you get a truer answer when you listen to your heart. Well, that is the, that's, that's the inner guidance. The other is not inner guidance. <laughs> Anything else is not. So I, you know, I love how you just described that because it, it is that dropping in and learning how to, how to discern, you know, what's the old messages, what's the intellect, which is not to dis dismantle the intellect but to be able to use that in in the direct connection via the heart and i love what you're saying and one of the teachings that we tell our students is we want the mind to serve the heart mm. not the heart mm -hmm. to serve the mind and so many people they love things and use people but we should love people and use things <laughs> <laughs> so many people they they have it mixed up you know yeah yeah so if you can feel with your heart and then let your feel with your heart what your vision is what you feel mm -hmm. in your heart and then say Okay, write it down, make it after you meditate, write those messages down or write mm -hmm. that vision down and then say, okay, I see this. And then ask your mind, okay, how do you get me there? Because your mind will come up with 20 things or 30 things, yeah. how to get them there. Because the mind loves solving things. <laughs> so if the you, heart can do that too. Here's yeah. the thing is, is that if we just go back to the mind, then we're going to do it in the old ways. We're going to do it with only what the mind knows. But if we do that in harmony, then we have the opportunity to stay inspired with that same kind of heart energy yeah. all the way through till yeah, we, I like that. we bring I that like forward. That. Yeah, I like that. But I do know that the mind loves solving oh, things. Gosh. We say, okay. Mine sure this, does. <laughs> this, is, this is my vision. This is my vision. How do I get there? And your mind will just start giving you some wonderful ideas, some crazy mm -hmm. ideas, some wonderful ideas on how you can get there. So yeah. I love listening to my mind when it starts giving me <laughs> ideas. And it's probably not just your mind because you're still oh, tapping oh, into no, exactly. it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, that's what I'm even feeling and, and how you manifested what you have manifested already. Mm -hmm. I so appreciate all the ways that you are pointing the world forward, Penny. Thank you. Thank um, you. Would you tell us how people can um, be in touch with you for whatever they might feel drawn to, certainly about the book um, and, um, and then about how they can reach you? Wonderful. Yeah, the book is on Amazon, uh, the book and documentary. They're both on Amazon. The documentary is called <clears throat> The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness. It's on Amazon and it's on Gaia. And um, the book is called The Healing Field, Exceptional Healing Practices to Change Your Life. And as I said, you can get it on Amazon. 
And my, our website is onelighthealingtouch.com. So it's O-N-E, lighthealingtouch.com. And we have workshops and classes, and we give private healings on Zoom or in person if you're close by. And um, I'm, giving a, um, I'm giving a workshop the day of healing uh january 23rd and march 27th mm-hmm. and uh it's a full day of healing and people are going to learn uh six sacred healing practices the nine point protocol and three healing techniques scanning radiant and distant healing so that's happening then and my next school starts in may and it meets one weekend a month for five months and um, if people are interested, my my email, just email me, pennylavin at gmail.com. Great. Yeah, pennylavin at gmail.com. Just email me and I'll email you a flyer. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. I will make sure that that gets into the show notes and so people can be able to see that very easily. Thank Penny, you, again, thank you so much for being here on Wisdom Talk Radio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be with you. You have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. As a TV person, I really received that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review. That allows others to access the wisdom, access the illumination, and to transform the world. So for more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Lori Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.